Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based here in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland, this lady to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. Uh, a man over the internet, um, Rick Everson. Hello. And another man also over the internet, Rick Palmer. Hey, Macarena. <coughs> that's, my, that's the song I sing when I wash my hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> it's not long enough. <laughs> like three seconds. You sing it twenty times. I do the whole. I mean, I do and the. the I do. The, I remember. I do the bit. I remember uh, three times. Like did 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 I'm doing more than I need to, and that's why my hands look awful. <laughs> but clean. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No one's going to see your hands. Yeah, I know. Gonna yeah, no one's going to get that close, so it's okay. Yeah. Mm. I um, I, 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 I sing the theme song to Enterprise. Uh, uh, of course you do, Rick. <laughs> Not for washing my hands, just generally. I just wander around. Sing. <laughs> it makes me happy. <clears throat> Yeah, just in case any listeners are, uh, uh, have downloaded this podcast in the in the year 2025 <laughs> and are wondering what the hell we're on about, uh, we're recording this in the midst of um, of uh, coronavirus fever. If, yeah. if you'll pardon the uh, unfortunate use of words there, um, and uh, yes, yeah, pretty crazy. Yep. So um, yeah, I've never seen anything like this. Um, yeah, me and Gemma are locked down with our yeah, kids because we've all got coughs, which which mm. probably aren't aren't coronavirus, but but you know the the, the guideline yeah, is and we're being responsible responsible keep, adults. Yeah, uh, schools are closing. Yeah, um, pubs and restaurants are closing. Yeah, and um, but you know one thing that's kept. <laughs> It's <laughs> kept going in all this. Oh dear. Is Amazon Prime. Yeah. They are still streaming Star Trek Picard into our eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Mm. And hearts. And hearts. <laughs> yeah. It's much needed. It's uh Yeah. I, I, last... I, that's the sentiment I was gonna say. Last week, I think last week was the point at which it seemed to get well, I mean, it's always it's been serious for a while. Don't get me wrong, but last week was the week where it seemed like the measures being taken were were, were more serious and and sort of society changing. And I remember, I think I, I was talking on the on our WhatsApp group, going, "I can't wait to watch Star Trek Picard because I need I need cheering up." Even though in Picard, the storyline <laughs> in that is pretty serious and involves lots of death yeah. and destruction. It's like ah. Oh. Oh, what a bit of a what a, what a relief! Yeah, <laughs> some, something to distract me from. Real life, right. yeah. I really, really need something to put a smile on my face. Oh, is Dr. Girati throwing up and, and or crying? She does it like five times in an episode. Um, but I, I mean, I think, um, as Star Trek fans, surely we've all got experience of 
um, finding solace in the world of uh, Star Trek, <clears throat> or you know, or any kind of fiction. You know, that's it's. Yeah. That's yeah. always been a bit of a coping mechanism for for fans of anything. Absolutely. Or, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When well, sometimes when it's pretty bleak, you know, you just just that chance to escape into a better world. At Star Trek shows, yeah. it's, it's always it's always welcome. Yeah. So in many ways, I think I hope listeners that you find this um, episode of Ten Backward to be uh, medicinal, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Although um, no, we don't, wa- we're not warning. making any claims. <laughs> yeah, 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 it will not. It will not protect you against coronavirus. <laughs> not. It's not. It's uh, it's not an antidote. No, you, please um, continue to socially isolate. And it, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's merely, it can merely treat the, the symptoms of of sadness and, yeah, uh, and boredom. Boredom. Yeah. <laughs> it may, depending on how long this one goes on for, it may exacerbate yeah. boredom. Actually, <laughs> warning. <laughs> yeah. But while everything else is closing, ten backwards going to stay open because we can do this without touching each other. Yeah. So. I miss that. Yeah. No. I miss well, I miss yeah. I miss the good old days when we used to kind of kiss each other kiss each other all the time and, yeah, and, and spit on each other and everything. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, whole episodes we just lick each other's faces. <laughs> I I prefer it this way. I mean, I'm in the minority, but I always was a bit uncomfortable with that. Uh, well, you didn't complain. I never heard you complaining. Well. <laughs> I didn't dare. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, we 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 should um, we should talk about this episode, shouldn't we? We should, yes. Which has is it a is it a Latin <clears throat> title? Yes, Et in Arcadia ego. Oh, I'm so glad you said it, Rick. And I too in Arcadia, apparently, is what it means. Oh. I think oh. I and I think I represents death. Like uh, there's a there's a painting by an artist called Poussin. Um, and it's got a picture of a bunch of shepherds around a, a, a tomb, like a sarcophagus, and they're pointing at it, going, "Huh? Eh? Like, uh, what?" <laughs> I think I think it's meant to represent that the fact that even in even in paradise, death is death is still there. A bit, um, a bit like the TV show Death in Paradise, I suppose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So that's what Etin Arcadia means. It means even if you move to the Caribbean to solve crime, well, yeah, if you move to the Caribbean to solve what seems like a normal crime, you'll be there for two two seasons at least and, uh, and learn to learn something about yourself, <laughs> and then get probably get killed off, <coughs> or, yeah, or, or move back to the UK and get replaced by another actor. Yeah, um, have you one episode of Picard where um, he went? We visited Vashti. And Picard, we see a flash barrel. Picard beams down, and he's dressed like the man from Del Monte. This happens that, again. Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. the look he would have if he was in Death in Paradise. Yeah, or um, the man from that, Del Monte looks like um, looks like a Nazi who's hiding out in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm just German. I'm just I'm just German in Argentina. You know, it's not. Uh, I mean, I moved over in 1946, of course, but uh, well, it's, it's just coincidence, you know. <laughs> and one one thing I, I was thinking, um, having a, a pretentious Latin episode title is so un-Star Trek. I mean, this has never been done before, has it? Never no. before in Star Trek. <laughs> Very matter-of-fact titles, like... <laughs> yeah. 
space mission part one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm massively in favour of the fancy titles like this, actually. Um, I am. I am when they work. I, I. I think sometimes they are pretentious. Like, oh, there was that one in Discovery that the, the, the butcher's block cares not for the lamb's cry. And we're like, come on, just say, yeah. just say, dangerous time. I like that one. Yeah. You could just call it Space Danger Part Five. <laughs> space Danger. <laughs> Pointy Space Danger. It, it became. Oh, look out. It became very common for Voyager and Enterprise to have single word titles. Um, I kind of yeah, did. Void. Yeah. Dead Deadlock. Is it where it's punchy? Nemesis. Um, it, it is punchy. Yeah. It's um, dramatic. I, it's, it's more dramatic, less drawn out. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I think back to classic mm. TOS, like, For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. That's a flipping brilliant title. Yeah, yeah I love that title. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, DS9 had a few uh, Latin titles, didn't it? Entered on and... Oh, we Silent, Silent Legends? Something, yeah. yeah. We had trouble pronouncing it. did that episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least with Voyager episodes, they're easy to remember and say, but uh, I struggle when we get to the Latin. But, you know, I think... I think don't, don't, don't point fingers at me and look at maybe the UK education system they get fault there. When did they abandon Latin as a compulsory subject? Uh, yeah, the sixties, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and and I think in the game, a TNG episode, the game, when Wesley visits uh, the Enterprise from the Academy, um, Picard makes reference to him having studied Latin at the Academy. So Latin's coming back, guys. Just because we're yeah. in it now, it's coming back. It will be a lesson we'll all have to study. I think I don't know. I, I get the impression that maybe. Um, there was less need to learn Latin once the Bible was translated into English properly, which is like around Shakespeare's time, I think. Mm. So I guess I guess when that happened, like you didn't have to have that in so much. So you didn't have because the, you, the, the Bible would probably be in Latin. As soon as it gets translated into English, it's like, well, you know, pff, what do we need to know Latin for? Well, yeah. What well, else am I going to read in Latin? <laughs> I mean, I can. <laughs> it will allow me to know. TV, the, the titles of TV programs and, motto, <laughs> and mottos. <laughs> and uh, um, and I, like the names of um, of the parts of the body. Yeah, yeah. or um, the, yeah, the full names of, yeah, the, what dinosaur names actually wow. mean. <laughs> um, and what if you ever want to go on holiday to Latinia? Uh, well, you just, we just wing it and go, eh? <laughs> like, oh, me, no, me no speaky British lingo. <laughs> yeah, it's a typical British thing. We'll expect them to talk English. Yeah. Now you try and fudge it, and they'll go. Oh, I speak English; it's fine. Which is which is what <laughs> happens when you. All right, like that's what I found. And when I've I've gone somewhere and gone, use my my broken French. They're like, God, I, I speak English; it is fine. <laughs> you. Yeah. Anyway, we're <laughs> we're over. Um, yeah, we're over. We're over ten minutes into this recording, and we've we haven't even finished discussing the title of the episode. Well, okay, well, man. What uh, before we get into the into the minutiae of the episode overall? Yeah, what did you guys think of it? Did you did you like it? Uh, yeah, I oh, I liked it. Reticence in that, yeah. But I didn't. 
I felt like at the end I, I, I wanted that cliffhanger to make me go, oh, I can't wait to see where this is going to go next. And whereas I, I felt like, oh, I get where it's going to go next feels like it's sort of like mm. yeah, two ways. And I, oh, I don't know. It, I'm the same, yeah. Yeah, it should have. that an, A massive impending fleet of, of enemies. Mm. That should be a... That is always that is always my jam. Yeah, a big space fleet. But yeah, it. I I just feel it's kind of worked itself into a place where there can be only a, a very limited amount of outcomes. Mm. I like know what you mean. The, the um, big balls out, you know, huge outcome. Yeah. They just can't do that. Yeah, there's either either a big sort of apocalyptic yeah. uh, arrival of um, terrifying super advanced synths that are going to wipe out organics, all, all or organic life, or that's... they don't make that telephone call yeah. because um, because the card of... manages to stop them. Yeah, and and I'm like, kind of kind. I mean, well, we don't know, but no. we're but kind of assuming that where that's going to go. Yeah, and yeah. not going to apocalyptic space since. Yeah, and for me as well, it 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 made me think of. It really reminded me of quite a few other episodes of Star Trek. So it really reminded me of Descent, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the storyline and and what's happening there, and sort of getting double crossed by a well, not double crossed, but like an android kind of like an evil android. There's an evil android element there, isn't there? With um, mm. um and also things like. Uh, the offspring and even in there's a there's an original series episode called what a little girl's made of which which features which involves androids Mm. and and we'll get into this later on but in this episode this picard episode there's a bit where there's there's like a blank like an android blank which they've got called a golem called a golem i think And and we and there's something very similar to that in what a little what little girls are made of yeah. Um, which they kind of in that episode they kind of spin around really fast. They spin Kirk and this golem around really fast. Well, it's not a golem. I don't think it's called a golem, but anyway, for this, for this sake, it is. And they spin it. They spin Kirk and this golem around really fast, and the golem becomes Kirk. Basically, it looks like him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and so and in the offspring, Lau starts off as like this sort of androgynous form. And so it, it it was just an episode that reminded, made me think of other bits of Star Trek rather than sort of being its own thing. If you know what I mean? I mean, I still enjoyed mm. it. It looked great, and I like the giant. Yeah. Spa- I like the giant space flowers. I oh, thought that was yeah. that was super cool. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and yeah. but it, but I, I just kind of felt like uh, this seems like it's it's too it's too informed by other bits of Star Trek. That's all. That's but. Mm. But apart from that, I thought this was a brilliant episode in terms of the character of Picard. I thought Patrick Stewart was brilliant in this. So. Yeah. 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 I felt this was, this felt really like a classic TNG episode. Mm. They, find, they find a colony um, and they, we end up with, ultimately by the end, you know, there's a, there's a philosophical disagreement, essentially, where one... One person from the colony wants to go this way, and Picard's like not having that, and can try and talk him out of it. Um, obviously, this isn't extending into a, but yeah, the, I, I get what you're saying, Rick, around this sort of the harken back to other things, and um, I quite like the point about the golem. I hadn't considered the, the similarity to those uh, those 
test dummy um, androids they had in what a little girl's made of. But yeah, um, you can imagine those dummies looking like that Gollum if they did if they did have the um, tech to do that. Yeah, I yeah. I have to admit, I gain I I feel like there's some pretty big foreshadowing there because there's a bit where they talk about what what mind transference and like who yeah. who's gonna yeah. end up who's gonna end up in that golem right yeah you made a golem have you cracked mind transfer not yet i do bodies bruce was a substrates man recently i've regained my interest in mind transfer well it's yeah. also that's kind of interesting because we've we've seen successful mind transference into an android body in tng before yeah. Um, is it I, Juliet I, Tanner? No. Um, it, well, yes, it is. But prior to that, we saw it in series two. Um, oh, what was it called? Um, but the, they, they encounter Ira Graves, an old scientist who claims to have been the mentor of Noonien Soon. Oh, yeah. He's dying and he puts his mind into data. Um, and oh, ultimately, yeah. he's waiting to, to, to stop it, get out. Um, and he preserves his knowledge in the computer, but lets his personality go. Um, but yes, Juliana Taylor was um, trans. Essentially, was was it confirmed? I can't remember now. I'm gonna have, might have to go watch the episode whether it was confirmed that he actually managed to do a mind transfer into the android body, or just programmed her so well she fully believed she was. Yeah, Juliana Taylor. I don't. I don't remember that either. Actually, I just mm. felt like that was the case. I, I just had a thought, actually, because we've in this episode, um, it's revealed to the to the rest of the crew that mm. Picard has a terminal illness, and it does seem to be advancing. Is is Picard going to end up in an android body at the end of this season? That's what I was wondering. Thus, meaning that they can still call the show Picard and have Picard around, but Patrick Stewart doesn't necessarily have to be. Maybe he'll sort of make he'll show up in a few episodes. Uh, maybe he'll be like a sort of a head character or something. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, Patrick Stewart. He, he's what is he now? Is he eighty? Is he seventy nine? He's eighty. Uh, he's eighty. So maybe sort of realistically, he he can't necessarily keep coming back to do more TV shows. So I don't know. I'm just that's just a. a a thought that's literally occurred to me while we were talking. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I was wondering how they're going to go because they've, they've they've really bought the um, the what well, I assume it's irremodic syndrome because um, it certainly seems to be drawing heavily from the all good things storyline of that. Um, mm. They've really brought that to the forefront now. Mm. They've sort of made a few offhand references to it, but it suddenly became a big thing. Um, but no, yeah, he said it's terminal. Um, he didn't say how, what sort of length of time that really states or anything, does it? Yeah. Oh, God. It'd be horrifying if um, Picard dies at the end of the season. I can't handle it. I, 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 would Surely. Be, I think I'd be quite upset if it was like they did this series just to sort of to finish him off for, for the end. Yeah. Um, it kind of... And you know, don't get me wrong, I've loved this every moment of this series, and I think the way they've brought Picard in and the way they've portrayed him through this, and the way, obviously the way Patrick Stewart's played him has been amazing, because rather than just have him still be stood on the bridge unchanged, he is a man who's who's had experiences and been weighed down and altered by them. And he's, yeah. Um, but I, I would feel it was a bit like, 
probably Force Awakens is my best sort of comparison that they kind of Har- Harrison Ford come back just to kill Han Solo off in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's essentially what the, you could look at the whole sequel trilogy. They brought back all the classic three just to kill them off one at a time through those films. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, <clears throat> it's not, it's not, it would, it would feel, it feels like that'd be a sour note for the show to end on. Mm. And I feel like it's a series two. So what's the plan? If uh-huh. it, 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 I mean, are you suggesting, Will, that they would, transfer Picard's mind into an android body but then that allows mm. Picard to be played by a younger different actor yeah that that feels like that is something that just nobody wants well no. they I don't know they they made uh they made great pains to um to discuss how important his his the lines on his face were you know to, for them the androids this yeah. was something extraordinary and, and beautiful and because it maps out a life so would they do that would they put him in a younger body or would they give him something mm. that they found um um uh, what's the word not desirable but um respect that they respected yeah, would just they, a better one that didn't have. Would they make a replica of um, Patrick Stewart? Yeah, like and then, <laughs> and then wait a minute. What would be the point of <laughs> then? What would be the point of that whole story <laughs> if they just transferred so, his so, mind into an ant? I suppose so he doesn't have aromatic syndrome. Yeah, anymore. and then he would he would actually be a great he advocate. Would, yeah, for he would be androids a, yeah. because he would be himself. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't considered that. Well, so they could do, but could they maybe? Maybe they could do both, like it, rather than it being a like a moving of his mind. Just his a almost his mind would get copied into the golem. So you still have Patrick Stewart, but you'd have, mm. but you'd have you know, mm. Android oh, Android Picard too, and then and then yeah. there's like a kind of a a chance for these characters to to book like a buddy comedy bit in season two, <laughs> yeah. like ah. I'm, I'm, you're always reminding me of how young I was, and like you're reminding me of how old I'm gonna get. And like <laughs> he's like the Chris, he's like the Chris Tucker one, the younger one. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> but I know what you guys mean because either they, if they do go with that, moving Picard into an android body and having a younger Picard as going forward, it's hard not to see that as just a move to get a younger actor in and for the series it kind of, mm. it's hard not to see just that but then if you keep picard around the human picard and do that storyline it's hard not to see well people going well why not just keep human picard and do something different with the android so mm. i think whatever they're going to do i i trust them to make the right choice but i'm, I'm wondering yeah. i am i really am wondering what's going to happen with that with that kind of template android unless they have a copy of um what's the doctor's brain Mind, uh, what's his face? The one that he killed. Oh, oh, Maddox. 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 Unless they have a copy of Maddox that they can put in there, mm. and uh, and he goes, "Hey, no, no, don't send the signal." And they are, "Oh no, Maddox doesn't want us to send the signal." Uh, maybe that is where it will go. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, going back to the the beginning episode, what do you guys think to the that opening bit of the episode? 
with the with the La Serena and the and the Romulan snakehead craft and the and the giant flowers and the Borg cube loved as well. It. Loved, loved it. But yeah. that you, that brings up the discussion that Will and I were having about the Borg cube. How it's just it's it's it- it's become a bit of a non-entity. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of just dropped out of the story. Yeah, as it dropped out of the sky. Yeah. I mean, I loved the whole thing with the flowers. I thought they were, they were, they were a brilliant idea. I yeah. love, I love a, a a planet defense system that just grabs the ships and drags them into the atmosphere. Yeah, with and giant the, flowers. And the, and the, beautiful. Yeah. They reminded me of Volon ships yes. from uh, from Babylon Five. It reminded me a bit of um, in in the new She-Ra series, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. It's one of my absolute uh-huh. favorite shows. Um, one of the one of the princesses can control plant life and flowers. Yeah, mm. she's cool. Like she's really powerful. But um, it just made me something that, that she could do. I, that, if I if I could choose a superpower, I think I would choose being able to commune with nature and plant life and and use them. That would be so, that'd be so cool. Pretty powerful, yeah. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, but I, I, I thought it was great. It's just, it's just that kind of kind of high concept sci-fi of it's weird and and grand and odd and mm. and and we and we live yeah. in an era where special effects can portray it convincingly. Yeah, yeah, it looked great, yeah. and it it was a it was a pacey opening for Picard as well. Yeah, is, is this the first episode we've had that? does not open with a flashback um Ooh. did the uh, did the first couple of ones not do that no i think they did i think the I first think they did yeah of, well i suppose the first episode opened with kind of a dream, dream more yeah. than a flashback but it was it was a nice change of pace everyone's expecting a flashback and uh, was slap bang into a ball conduit which is awesome um mm. Yeah, um, I, I, I quite liked Agnes's um, reaction hide under the desk. <laughs> reminded me, reminded me a bit of like the early days of Hoshi. She was always a reluctant space traveller. Uh, um, mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, so some of them hit me. It was like, actually, this is not Picard's first time through a transwarp conduit because um, of Descent, the Enterprise accidentally mm. went through one. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was it was nice because also it was a scene that really felt like a lot of the crew were there on the bridge f- handling something. This felt like a really sort of old school trek on the bridge. Everyone's like flying through a crisis kind of scene. Yeah. Which is something we've not had as much of because this is its own show. It's not like I'm, I'm complaining, but it's, it was also a nice little thing to have everyone manning stations and responding. So. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. like the I like the kind of the it, it's almost like it, it felt like a quite a violent trip through this conduit. It's like very, very, very fast and and you know it's not it's not gen, it's not it's not smooth like warp travel. It's like you're getting it's like you're in a river almost. It's like you're in in, in some rapids. Mm. Space um, rapids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can't beat the visual of that ball cube suddenly plowing out of the conduit. Yeah, oh, and the sound yeah. as well. Ah, oh, I love, I love, I love it when something creates like massive sound in space because I know, like you know, sound doesn't really travel in space, but I don't care because it sounds no, so cool. <laughs> That's unexpected.
was so cool. What did you think of the that that board cube was, was taken down pretty easily uh, by those flowers? But I guess it, it was a it was a board cube that was it was not fully operational as such. No, I think no, there were no. weapons online, but it wasn't like a uh, like this. You know, it wasn't a, the same kind of board cube that we would have we encountered in say Best of Both Worlds. Yeah, it wasn't at peak peak oh, strength, was it? Well, hot, no. large chunks of it had been picked apart and dismantled and taken off for study. There was mm, yeah. minimal amount of crew, and there weren't a unified crew. Is, is it supposed to be crewed by? Um, you know, because all, all the all the drones on there that could have been used to crew it in a unified collective fashion had been spaced previously. So, um, yeah. I, I guess actually, whatever the effect those flowers have on, in, in terms of power shutdown, something the Borg hadn't mm. encountered before. Yeah. So, yeah, they're as susceptible to a new thing as anyone else. Really, it's only that they they're kind of good at adapting quicker. And those those um, space orchids, uh, they seemed effective at sort of taking down pretty much any threat that comes to the planet. But they they there was a limited number of them, mm. as we we'll find out a bit later in the episode. So they're they're a pretty good planetary defense system so long as like only sort of two ships show up <laughs> yeah. and then they've got like another year or so to build yeah. <laughs> some replacement flowers yeah i mean they were they're they also a stunning visual i thought they were when they yeah. started coming yeah. up i thought oh are these like solar sail ships kind of thing mm. Mm. They're, like, yeah. they're, they're quite organic and, yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but then yeah, as Jimmy was saying, both of us were a little, little kind of bummed out by the sort of Borg Cube story. It seems to just sort of come to a stop in this episode. So the Borg mm. Cube shows up and you're like, ah, oh, amazing. And it's like, oh, okay, no, it's been taken down. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and then... Crashed. And then... then that's it. Yeah. Like, well, why did it even bother showing up? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it was like, I guess it showed up just so that Elnor and Seven and Picard could all be Say reunited hello. and oh, have more scenes. Flipping heck, Picard. The first thing we see him say to Elnor is like, oh, we always seem to be saying goodbye. And Elnor's um, like, well, no, no, I can help you. No, we're saying goodbye. Goodbye, Elnor. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for Elnor as well. I feel like Elnor is a character that's been sidelined yes. in this show. I, and I'm, I, I mean, I'm maybe, I feel like Maybe there's some. They're gonna do a Fenris Rangers show, and that's where he'll be. And oh well, come on. When when Seven says yeah. get back to yeah. save the galaxy, and he's like, "Oh, that's your job now." You yeah. see Seven and oh, just like, yeah. "Oh, there's a spin-off." Keep saving the galaxy, Picard. That's all on you now. You may as well. Have picked up some reins and handed them over, and <laughs> <laughs> sort of patted them on the back and given them a wink. And here's a, and yeah, and here's a torch while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they they go out of the um, they go out of the back door of the board cube, and there's a little sign on the back door, and it's like back door pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That was clunky. I couldn't think of a way why it would be. Oh, I should have thought about it better and I could have made some kind of thing about it. It was on the fly. It was good. You could edit yeah, in later, I, couldn't you? I will edit in a, yeah. a much wittier <laughs> thing that I said. 
That's a great idea, Gemma. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it it, it did sort of. Mm. I, I was hoping that Elnor and Seven were then going to join the gang, but nope. But if, the, um, if, we're, if we're talking about spin up possible spin offs, <clears throat> that makes sense. And it makes sense it. that the board cube didn't really do because it, it it was such a build up. It was such an exciting, yeah. you know, watching the trailers and there's a fucking board cube. And they're taking it apart. And they're messing with it. And what's going to happen there? Yeah. What happened there? Nothing. <laughs> it just crashed. Just crashed. Well, Literally, just another setting. There was. I mean, obviously, there was the um, the storyline of Picard coming to terms with the Borg and his involvement with the Borg and hmm. and how seeing the Borg as victims and and that was all brilliant, absolutely brilliant and fascinating hmm. and wonderful. But. It, but ultimately, the whole Borg cube thing, massive disappointment so yeah, far. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we've still got part two. They're, they're, yeah. they're on the planet, that, that cube and Seven and Elnor, and there's much danger from uh, any like super synth beings turning up. Oh, and for that matter, the Romulan fleet. Yeah. Mm. So. I mean, the Borgs um, cutting lasers, how far can they stretch? No, that's a good point. Maybe mm-hmm. they can, yeah. Maybe they can use it as a sort of a, a ground-based defense. Yeah, firing they, they, they're quite capable of of scooping up chunks of planets because that's yeah. that their calling card was massive craters left. So from orbit, their weaponry can ch- carve up a planet. So mm. it's just doing it from the other way around. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. So okay, maybe maybe there is still a part. In the story for the book, yeah, I don't think they. I don't think that's the last we've seen of Elnor and Seven at this point. Mm. I hope not. Yeah, mm. I hope not too. Because mm. I, you know, the, the whole stuff with with Seven, kind of becoming a a Borg queen mm. of that ship was really interesting and and exciting and some great stuff for her character. But it it was all just rushed over a little bit yeah. because. Because uh, we need to spend time with Riker and his pizza oven, <laughs> and also because it's, it's not seven show, is, is my sort of feeling. Yeah. But, no, this is this this is Picard show. His name's on the thing, and yes, there's supporting characters, but the, I think they're more supporting than a lot of the Star Trek shows were. They, um, they were more ensemble pieces, and while Picard was the captain, the other characters had a lot more main character status. Was I think this is Picard show and Seven is much more a supporting character, um, and you know possibly they are saving it for her own show if if such a thing were to happen. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would happily watch a, a, a Seven show. Yeah, yeah. So, seven, Seven, and Elnor even. <laughs> yeah. I, although I would hope there would be like a nice crossover section with Picard and Robot Picard. <laughs> yeah, the original odd couple. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess the once we sort of get through the opening, then they've yeah. So the ship's crash landed. Um, as we talked about, uh, Picard has um, I don't know. He sort of goes unconscious, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and and it's yeah. We discover it's it's related to his um, to his brain brain problem. Brain 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 problem. Yeah. Which is which is sad. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I, I think the episode does a good job of. I didn't overplay the emotion mm. on that. It, it just it just played it played it right. I thought 
played it. So it, it played it to the characters, didn't it? it yeah. Played it, you know, there's, he he is not a character who's going to become maudlin or over emotional. I like the. I like that Doctor Gerardi uses a tricorder as well. That was just a, yeah. a nice, a, a nice, a nice element to that scene that that they have together. And, yeah, and yeah, I agree, guys. I, I I thought that that scene where Picard sort of has that heart to heart with his crew, or the crew of the La Serena, about what's going on with him was was really good, and and, and it's nice to see that they they've kind of bonded over this over the course of these episodes and. They all seem, you know, they're all affected by what he tells them. He's going to, he's dying, basically. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was really well handled. And and it was, um, and it had, it had a great line in it where where, where, where Picard talks about anyone um, treating him like he's dying is going to piss him off. So <laughs> Anyone who treats me like a dying man will run the risk of pissing me off. And then we say so we we come across the the synth colony, which is kind of what we've been, I guess what we've been building up, <coughs> up to for the whole um, the whole series, and uh, it's a very we we were talking before we um, fired up the recording actually it's a very TNG yeah. uh, kind of setting. <laughs> Um, and even okay. the clothes are very TNG, like a very no, fancy, like a fancy university campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me of. But yeah, like, um, and it's yeah, it's great when I, I always chuckle when um, when they walk into uh, walk into a place and people are just going about their everyday lives, but they're all doing sort of kind of like you know, doing like space yoga and yeah, um, and kind of you know sort of very very light, very kind of. Um, artistic, slightly kind of art, artistic things, and <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> no one, like no one, they never, they didn't turn up, and just someone comes out of a toilet going, man, I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing, nothing kind of unseemly, you know, like <laughs> no, there's like no men who are like, oh, fucking, fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> When are the counts are going to sort this out? Someone's going to so, shopping out the back of the car. Yeah, yeah. Whilst, whilst trying to handle a two-year-old. Yeah, it's yeah. all um, yeah, it's all very serene, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I guess we we um, we get uh, the the first kind of big surprise of the episode for me was that uh, Brent Spiner is back. Yeah. As what what was the character's name? Oh, Alton, Alton Inigo Sun. I think. Well, remember, Mad scientist, he says, which is, you know, fair enough, he says it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is, so. But yeah. Um, he's a fucking furious scientist. <laughs> what did you, um, what did you guys think of that sort of reveal? I, I immediately found myself thinking, well, wait a minute. I didn't <laughs> think that, that Dr. Sun did have a son. Yeah. I'm sure. Didn't so he kind of... So why would so. necessarily know? Yeah. He's, I, and he's, I guess. The so. sun genes are very strong. Very, yeah. yeah very, the likeness is strong. uncanny. It's <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. been that way since well, at least the 22nd century, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I. You know what? I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not... I didn't dislike it. I, I just found myself thinking, does it... Do we have to have a song? I mean, do we have to have 
this kind of constant connection to androids. I mean, it's a nice way to have Brent Spiner involved and the best way. I, I appreciate that completely, but I just felt like, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't really add anything. It doesn't add anything to the story for me. It's just a nice, it's a nice thing to do almost. And it is like, can nobody else build an android? It has to be someone with that surname. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Know, one thing I was thinking that, that I thought to myself is that, <coughs> do, do you think that like Alton, Alton Inigo Sung, when he was younger, is like, when he was talking to his dad, Noonien Sung, going, I, I don't want to, I don't want to build androids, dad. I just want to <laughs> dance. And, just, and, and, and Noonien's... Nunyan Sung's like, no son of mine's gonna be a no son of mine's gonna be a dancer. You're gonna go down the android mines and make androids, <laughs> and like like a Billy Elliot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, but oh, oh, and then he, but he didn't get to be a dancer. He just had to build bloody androids again. Look, when I were your when I were your age, I were down to pit mining positronic brains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where yeah. did it get you, Dad? Where did it get you? <laughs> I I think um, I I was I was won over by the uh, the nerd joy of seeing Brent Spine mm. um, show up and playing a different character, and I, I yeah, I was thinking, okay, I don't remember them ever mentioning that he had a son before, and. It's such a it's such a trope, isn't it, to have an to have an actor, the same actor play, yeah. uh, you it's, know, the son. It's really similar. It's really really similar to those Enterprise episodes as well with the augments, like the yeah. relationship mm-hmm. he, the relationship he has with the androids on Capelia, Capelia, is is really similar to the augment relationship with um, Arik Arik Sung. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just felt I don't know it felt it felt a bit too similar. That's all. I, I, I like we were saying at the beginning of, of this episode. It, this this episode felt like a like it took lots of things from other episodes and didn't sort of have its own identity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got a message this morning from um, from my imaginary friend Niall who said pretty much the same thing about the augment story in Enterprise. Our imaginary friend, we've met him. Oh, yeah. in, our, in our minds, <laughs> he's not a real friend. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we projected can't... him into our minds, though. Maybe we did. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe he. Yeah, maybe he's powerful. Maybe he's learnt how to be a. That was another thing. Anyway, right. I'll move. We'll, we'll, we'll get, oh, to, we'll that get to that when we get to it. Yeah, but but yeah, I feel like it's hard to carry on that running mm. joke about Nile being imaginary when we've met him a few okay. times. But then. <laughs> That, Maybe it's like well, a shared uh, shared delusion. It's like a shared yeah. um, hysteria. See, already we're thinking of ideas to keep this going. I, love <laughs> it. I don't yeah. think any of us want reality to to get in the way of carrying on a reasonably, you know, relatively mediocre joke. <laughs> no, that, that's quite, that Medi- quite mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I think brilliant. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, whenever I'm always logging on to onto twitter and just my feed's just full of people going oh they're 10 backward guys and they're hilarious jokes <laughs> about that one rick's imaginary friend <laughs> oh it's the highlight of their podcast i wish they would do that joke again in a game <laughs> that's pretty much our writing reviews list as well <laughs> <laughs> yes 
Yeah. But chronologically, I, <coughs> I can't remember what happens next. Well, we've met, we've met Son of Sung. Yes. Okay. Um, which yeah. I, I actually liked him as a character. I, I thought he was, hmm. he was a good character. He was affable, yet with, you know, with, with a, with a steely band of rage through him. I, I thought it was, yeah. So I, I don't mind him. Yeah. I like him. Oh, I mean, I was, I was totally, I was able to put aside all of my many, many nitpicks yeah. about him and, mm. and, and basically focus on it's Brent Spiner mm. being a character yeah. again. So cool. So I, yeah, that, uh, I, I, yeah, mm. my nerd uh, joy won out, yeah. I've got to admit. So they all go from meeting. Yeah. Mm. And then Picard goes off on his own and has a, has a glass of water. <laughs> yes, yeah, because yeah. you get punched when you're that age, <laughs> you don't you, And uh, And he meets up with uh, evil uh, Soji. Evil Soji. Evil, evil sexy Soji. Evil, evil sexy and gold. Yeah. Golden yeah. Soji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like the, um, I like the fact that some androids featured the sort of the original data star gold skin and, um, and yellow eyes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed to me it seemed like um, it was an aesthetic choice that they'd adopted. Mm. That's, that's the sense that I got. Yeah, maybe like races, a bit like races almost. Well, didn't they all have gold? Basically, they all had. A, no, there was some. There was some gold, yeah. and then there was some. I think there were some non-gold ones. I think. Mm. <laughs> they all had a gold gene to them. Um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know whether, whether like, Data and Law were gold-skinned because Noonie and Soong hadn't quite got the hang of, you know, proper synthetic appearing flesh. Um, but obviously he mastered that in time to make um, his, remake his wife. Mm. Uh-huh, but I, yeah. I got the sense that it was it was a, an aesthetic choice of that. Like in honour of, of, of their In honour of them, yeah. And that they ought, yeah. ought to, to mark them out as as synthetic life and not um, organic life. Not hide away to to embrace their themselves. And um, because they were perfectly capable of making um, because Soji and um, ah, Uh, yeah, of course, um, didn't look like that. So perfectly capable of making, but they chose to look shiny gold. Yeah. Mm. And I think some of the other ones didn't look quite so shiny gold because they were just um, um, the, the, in the background. They were in the background <laughs> yeah. and the makeup. And yeah, everyone. exactly. Yeah, you won't be right. Um, yeah, so then they, they seem to be arranged in lots of pairs. There's lots of twins. Yes. Which you know, obviously harks back to the whole data and law thing. Where Although, was the... Where was the... Where's where's the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito androids? Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Ah, oh, be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see them. They're not gold. Yeah, well, the, the, it, it, it's it's a sad tale. But Rios old captain shot them both. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, you murdered wow. Arnie and Danny DeVito. It was terrible. Really? Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> Rios isn't like that. No, he's old captain, not Rios. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, oh, right. okay. Be- beautiful. Right. Imagine a beautiful flower that like Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's ironic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> ironic. 
Uh, he might. I mean, Danny DeVito, you know, Danny DeVito isn't dead. I mean, he could still be in this series. He could, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, then um, uh, sexy evil TJ uh, uh, has read, like, she's basically... Um, she's read about being a Vulcan. Yeah, she's she's play. gone on Wikipedia and yeah. read about how to do a mind meld. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. Learned, she's learned it, and I, 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 I issues with I, that. Yeah, I was like, is that something you can just learn by researching? It, it felt to me like a Vulcan mind meld was was something that's very specific to the Vulcan Physiolo- physiology. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that they are a a. a psychic species yeah. because of their physiology yeah it, take, it takes a, it takes a lot of practice at, at the very least mm. well yeah but well, she's had time to practice but surely you need all the bits in to be in your brain in your brainium you can't just you can't just pick it up from a book yeah. and pra- it's not like it's not, not like, like learning, learning the, the instrument or... yeah sutra's always had a passion for vulcan culture She's read Surak, she plays the Garthira beautifully. And she has, quite remarkably, taught herself the famous mind melt. I, but, I have issues with that. But I guess we're, we're talking about, <clears throat> we are talking about a fictional thing in a fictional yes, but there, show. Yes, but there are rules. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, right. Star Trek has done a good job of making Vulcans kind of a nice mix of sort of mystical and pragmatic you know, mm. like their their logic is underpinned by by like religion basically and, and mysticism so mm. yeah i mean and they're an ancient and they're an old species too that they've been at this a long time so yeah yeah I, in, in in star trek canon is there previous examples of people who can do mind melds who aren't vulcan no no, I mean, there's other tel- um, other species have, have tele- telepathic abilities. I, but... Yeah, I mean, you could say that perhaps. I mean, perhaps the Vulcans kind of mythologize it a bit so that everyone else thinks that they can't do it. A bit like, uh, a bit like in Harry yeah. Potter, how they call and they call people <laughs> Muggles. So muggles. they call people Muggles so that people think they're Muggles and then they won't try. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not about. It's not about. Uh, just also, muggles is a racist term, basically. Vulcans are a te- telepathic species. You yeah, they're true. I mean, but... are, are, are telepathic, like you have ones that are hairy and ones that can see in the dark. But you can't just mm. learn to see in the dark. In can't you? You eat enough carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, yeah, my head canon is that um, she was very impressed with um, Ricky, the Vulcans generally. Ricky, you are you is the is the microphone is your microphone in your mouth? Because <laughs> it sounds like it is. <laughs> I've lost my tripod, so I'm having to hold it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so yeah, that Sutra has this fascination with Vulcans and everything, and she's actually just mo- made her own modifications for mind reading based. Yeah, because they're developing yeah. mind transfer based tech. I'll go I, with that. Yeah. So when she's just You're, copying yeah. Vulcan style as she utilizes it, so she's put all, she's miniaturized a lot of this text, stuck it in her fingers, and so she can do like pretend mind melds to impress her friends. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I'm happy with that. Also, I and also I do think that I, I I think the concept of a difference between a synthetic mind and an organic mind is, I I think that's that's there's no difference. I think mind is mind. That's what I would say on a personal level, not for this show. But I think oh, not, I think mind is yeah. mind, and it's just it's just what the mind uses to interact in the in the physical world. One thing about this. One thing about this part of the episode that I, I liked is um, how she explains to Dr. Girati that perhaps it wasn't meant for organics. And it just made me think mm-hmm. like, it's like this basically saying, well, the, the, the magic roundabout that you encountered on the grief world was like a region one magic roundabout. And you're, <laughs> you're, a region, you're a region two type of life form. And so that's why you didn't get it. Whereas I'm a region one life form so you know i can understand this magic roundabout and it says kill all human kill all life kill all yeah. life. <laughs> you just got like the fbi warning that pops up at the beginning and it's stuck on that so that's why you thought it was a warning it is interesting though because i quite like the idea that ah actually it wasn't meant for for organic mm, life yeah. yeah but even when the synthetic life tries it the, st- the outcome is still like well yeah. wipe out all the other guys that's <laughs> the same thing really yeah yeah. So it's it just kind a... of was, they did they did get it right <laughs> pretty much <laughs> if, yeah, if just yeah, the like... Roombas try it then then they'd get the real message yeah i still th- i still think it could be an advert for like an ancient theme park like do you want to <laughs> yeah. do you want to do you want to go to a theme park and pretend that you're wiping out all life well mm-hmm. come down to come down to zarbucks zarbucks and <laughs> for just for just 500 shkabagles you can experience that for a, for a week all inclusive <laughs> and it's just but, but it's been abandoned and and like oh man imagine what people are going to think when they find this in two hundred thousand years time <laughs> the theme park won't be there they won't <laughs> they'll go nuts they'll smash their own heads in with rocks like don't be so silly they wouldn't they wouldn't have such an extreme reaction <laughs> Be fine. We'll just leave this here. It's not a, it's not a problem. I'm not moving those eight sons back. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like the, um, um, yeah, the explanation that it, it kind of wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't meant for. Mm. Uh, it was meant for synthetics. That's yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. I liked. It. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I liked the thing that happened in the show. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Good night. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Narek. Uh, oh, yeah, up. yeah, he's shown up. Oh, he's yeah. been put in prison, and predictably, he's kind of got out. And yeah. and because sex, I... sexy, sexy, naughty, um, uh, since Soji. Like Soji, yeah, let him out because she's got. But she's, you know, she's gonna. Hey, that guy. He's look he's, what he look did. What he did. She stabbed someone in the blinking oh, eye. Kill them all. Mm. Bloody it. Bloody cool. organic. Bloody organic. Look what they'd stab Not you in the eye as soon as look exactly. at you. Um, so, yeah. I quite liked that. I liked yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that sort it's of manipulation yeah. from her. Because I thought that sometimes the, the androids kind of came off as a bit, uh, like a bit kind of naive. Yes. And I guess they had that kind of uh, sort of data like curiosity and sort of, sort of childlike naivety yeah. about them but um not all of them but no they yeah, yeah. They're, they're sort of more in they've got some serious intelligence well, some of them well no some of them are because the one who got stabbed in the eye was very very much your classic um tng and you know an original series naive um 
What is what is love? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is this human thing you call love. <laughs> and she got stabbed in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Her pretty golden eyes. Oh, um, one thing I did notice in this episode. What do you think? Because the, the, the android that gets stabbed in the eye is sort of the twin of another one called Arcana, who I think gives... She's the one that gives Rafi that sort of space space remote control that fixes things. Yes. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like that might be. I feel like that might be used. It must. It must come up. Yeah. No, we'll never see that again. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It fixes things. Um, how? You have to use your imagination. <laughs> maybe that'll fix Picard's brainium. No, it maybe does not. fix things. Yeah. Well, she just... said it fixes things. Yeah. Fixes things, didn't she? Yeah. So you yeah. just have to use your imagination. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm worried that it doesn't do anything, and what she means is you just have to pretend. Yeah. It. So she's like, she's actually like the nutty one. Yeah. And so, one one of the other androids was meant, kind of meant to, uh, like warn them about her. Yeah. <laughs> she got stabbed in the eye. Yeah, so yeah. Well, she could warn them. Also, she's put, she's telling a conspiracy nut to use her imagination. Mm. Ah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be careful because Rafi's basically just been told that it was the CIA that killed JFK, and she's like, "Yes, I knew it." But it's but the space version and the Picard version. So she's she's hopped up on she's hopped up on. Yes, I was right, Mojo. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you think of the scene, the last scene between Rafi and um, Picard? Uh, I I liked it. I loved it. I, liked it I thought it was very yeah. sweet and and a real a real a, a real amazing scene for Picard. I don't think he's ever said that. No, Has he ever said that no. before, Rick? I don't think so. No, he's not, not. Not in that sort of manner. No, it's just such a change. It's such a, a it's, could, yeah. It's such a, it's, it's such a personal thing for him to say. Like he's so. Like, yeah. like Ricard is so he, he keeps himself. He he doesn't reveal a lot about himself. He doesn't he doesn't get emotional very often, and he doesn't you know he, he keeps him he keeps that part of himself away from the people he cares about for whatever reason. And to to say that to someone is I thought it was it was lovely. I and I, I like it. Yeah, I liked that he didn't. He wasn't sure that he wanted to say it, and he nearly mm. didn't say it, and then he kind of changed his mind i thought that was that was really nice mm, yeah um, a great performance yeah, from patrick stewart mm-hmm. but just you know what do you are you guys thinking this is when he says that he loves her oh well. do you think he means it's like it's a, a sort of a people platonic can, kind people of can love each other in a platonic like way. in a friendship kind of way yeah. or do you think it meant he was in love with her no and then rapid like oh no that's not what i meant <laughs> well, this is all <laughs> Picard's like, oh, should we go and get a coffee? <laughs> Raffi! <laughs> Raffi! Let's go and get a coffee. <coughs> She's like, ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> JL. <laughs> Not what I meant. I'm going to go and fix my shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just a bit disappointed that in that point, Raffi didn't point out the fact that he has been a monumental dick to her. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it just felt like 
well, actually, I'm okie dokie fine with everything now. You know, the fact that for 14 years he completely ignored me, never said a word, you know, never checked up on me. Um, and then, you know, he's been completely oblivious to my emotional distress and, you know, he's been quite content to use me to further his own mission without, without rat's ass about her own feelings. Mm. Just yeah, that. And then she's just like, oh, well, I, yeah, I love you. I like, she said, for all of the things that you've done for me. Mm. Yeah. That was one of the lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What it has he done? He brought that wine. He brought that wine in the string bag. That's what she was talking about. I guess we don't see. I, don't, I guess we don't see the, the the good times, do we? Because like when we when yeah. we when we meet them and they're working, they're still in Starfleet. I mean, that's that's some way into their relationship, I suppose. Their work, their working relationship, and their friendship. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. We've only really seen the sort of drama side yeah. of of how it went wrong in the show yeah that's true and uh rios too i mean going back to that earlier scene where he tells them about his his um his prognosis mm. or di- yeah, prognosis i get i get i get prognosis and diagnosis mixed up um rios was affected too you know and it's because he's he's maybe done that the same thing he did with his previous captain he's bonded with his yeah. he's got he's got a new father figure to to he's kind imprinted of printed on him yeah. Um, yeah. Why do we all die? But yeah, Rick. Going back to that. Sorry. But yeah, but going back to that point, I thought it was uh, really nicely done, and uh, it's nice to see that side of Picard as well. Yeah, it, it was a good moment the way Picard reacted to it. I just felt that Raffi was so short that suddenly she's okay with everything. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes that happens in in relationships. Like some person will. Some, some one per, one side of a of a of a relationship will will do that. Perhaps they'll, you know, the, the relationships work that way. Perhaps you know, there's, there's sometimes there's more. Some person has more take, and some person has more give. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. 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 Um. So I guess I guess we we then we sort of come to the to the crux of the of the episode, which is that. Um, the synths, well, sexy, sexy, um, um, uh, Sojay synth, who isn't Sojay, uh, says, look, we need to protect ourselves from the organics. There's a Romulan fleet on the way. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's call up the old, uh, super old synths and get them to come and help us because they said they would in that mission, in that message. And then Picard's all like, ah, oh, but that means that does sound like they'll sort of wipe out all organic life if you do that. Ooh, and she's not... like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. And, and Picard makes a, an impassioned speech to the synthetics and it, it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. And I, I like that. But it, it doesn't work because um, some counter counter argues doesn't he mm. and he but he says that he he says that these the synths are listening to him because of um, okay that's a good point he and does, then actually. but and then he told the synths but no one else listens to him yeah so you shouldn't listen to him and the federation will listen to me no they won't um, so Picard sort of basically ends up in 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 prison. Yeah. In the end, because he's a yeah, 
yeah. is a danger and 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 um so Girati's kind of kind of sided with the androids isn't she yeah but um, which is it's yeah that's that makes sense I she's think. done a murder she's done a murder which everyone seems to be cool with now oh well no apart from some he's yeah not cool he's not it. cool with the fact she, that she murdered yeah he was quite cross yeah yeah he was like you did the thing you did the murder you did that was really bad and she's <laughs> going, i know quite naughty <laughs> yeah it, it, i didn't like the bit where she just sort of decides that she's going to stay on that on that world and they will no, mm. you murdered someone. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, she, uh, I don't yeah, think she like, means yeah, stay permanently. Because she does say but, to Rios, don't forget to pick me up before you go. Yes, mm. she does. Yeah. So, oh, she, she just means she's going to stay there and rather than fix the ship. Before or after the speech scene, where basically. Uh, uh, sexy, not soji, kind of threatens her, basically. Well, that, that's mm. the end. So yeah, she just said yeah. before. So, yeah. So maybe she's changed her mind maybe she's by changed that mind. point. But it's not. I don't. I don't think it's unreasonable that, that a character would stay there. Yeah. That this, this has been her life. Mm. Um, and uh, and she feels that she has to make up for the things that she's done. Plus, if she goes back yeah, to, to Earth, she like she is wanted for murder, yeah. and so and there are witnesses to that murder, so maybe she is actually thinking, "I am probably better off here." <laughs> yeah. And plus, there's like there's there's potentially going to be uh, like a fleet of super advanced um, androids that are going to come out, going to show up and wipe out all organic life anyway. Yeah, I may as well stay here, and I might be able to escape that. Maybe that's in the back of her mind. But they wouldn't, though, would they? They, they. We don't know what they'll do. They... We don't know anything about organic life. All mm. organic life. The yeah, the the state of the story where where we're left is that um, the Romulan fleet is on its way. <laughs> Picard's in in prison, mm-hmm. um, and the synths are planning to call on the super synths to help them yeah, out and like, you're like well so it's like does the finale kind of go down where the Romulan fleet show up and then the super synths show up and they destroy the Romulans or do the super synths not get called because they, they managed to stop them but then the Romulans show up and how are they going to deal with the Romulans and I predict the super synths are not going to show up Mm. Yeah, maybe. Where are they going to go from there? Something's mm. going to happen. Something's going to happen with that template golem, and I yeah. think that's crucial to what happens. I agree because I mean, if these are, if these are essentially machine <coughs> artificial intelligence gods, because they live outside of time and space, so they're, for all intents yeah. and purposes, they're supernatural beings. Mm-hmm. Um, how are they? How are? Are they going to turn up and get defeated? Because that seems like that. In, how do you do? How do you even do that if they're that powerful? So I feel like I feel like we won't see them completely, but maybe one of them, one of them will come down and inhabit that, inhabit the golem, and then that might be a villain for season two or something. Or maybe, oh yeah, yeah. 
Like, because I, yeah, it's hard to imagine because they weren't, uh, they weren't turned up in ships and stuff, were they? Because I, I never got the, I get the sense, because if they live outside of time and space, then they're sort of beyond physical reality, yeah. aren't they? So they're just, mm. they're that powerful. So, but, mm. you know, they could take, they could go take the form of something and maybe that'd be a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, my, 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 my feeling is they will turn up, they'll probably be, some level of battle before finally Picard gets up there and diplomacies the hell out of them. I don't. They, they're not going to respond to diplomacy. They're not going to listen to organic oh, life. They've surely. never heard a Picard speech before. Yeah. I predict they're going to show up, but they're really tiny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they yeah, really like, misjudged things. Oh. Oh, we thought all like we thought organic life was all the same size as us. <laughs> You're all massive. <laughs> Bye. We've been outside this time and space for too long. <laughs> did you did you enjoy uh, did you enjoy our space theme park? Oh, oh wait. Oh, now I see what has happened. Like, yeah, maybe that's it. Like the because yeah, because yeah, because if the if that if the if the space roundabout um, mind video is actually a promotion for a big gold space theme park, then they could just be like, it was just. What are you guys doing? <laughs> no, no, no! It was, this was like two hundred thousand years ago. This was the most bitching space theme park he, the galaxy had ever known. And that's what it was. It was an advert. Like it was just an advert. And like, oh my god! It's so embarrassing. So sorry. <laughs> so, oh man, this is terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Surely this would tie back to the original series episode, Shore Leave, where there was a, a theme park planet which had mind reading technology that could hastily construct artificial robot versions of your fantasies to entertain you. Mm. There you go. AI, synthetic life, mind reading, theme yeah. park, or all ties in. But I mean, I, we, we, we jest about this, but, but imagine, imagine it in the, the thousands of years down the line, if, if someone ex- excavates, I don't know, Disney World or Disneyland or something, and they go. They could. They would. They would find the remains and they'd go. This was the. This was the site of some sort of human, human culture that represented some sort of mouse god by traveling <laughs> around, traveling around on metal structures that went up and down and upside down, which, which clearly was some sort of ritual to yeah. engage with the with the mouse god. There's a castle. And, 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 Castle the castle and yeah and, uh, and lots of seat of power yeah. for this nation. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I mean, we we jest about it, but I mean, I'm sure that's not what's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, get, I think I think we jest about it. Like full stop. <laughs> probably not where the story's going to go. All, all I'm saying is that 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 archaeologists could find what was a theme park and interpret it as something far more um, esoteric mm. and threat and threatening. That's all I'm saying. Like if you found if you if you if you excavated Space Mountain, you could go, this is a big old gun. This is a massive gun <laughs> or something or, you know, anyway. Um, <laughs> you could be right, Rick. I don't. I genuinely don't think that's what's going to happen in Picard. I'm just. It just. No, it's, just I, a, it's just a train of thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did. I did feel after this episode. I, I. I didn't feel like I was as super excited about seeing how the finale goes down as I wanted to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I get. I think maybe, maybe it's a whole Borg Cube thing. Maybe if the Borg Cube was still around, I'd be a bit more stoked. Yeah. To see how that goes, but it feels like they've taken that out of the picture, and and I'm worried that we won't we won't see a space battle. I'm worried that that Romulan fleet fleet will show up, and then maybe the super um, synths show up, and they go. Surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> and they just click their fingers and uh, the Robin of Fleet is, is just disappears. You know, kind, kind of like the wormhole okay. aliens can yeah. do in, in DS9. And there won't even be any explosions. Oh, can you well, imagine that? How would I feel? You would be a sad, sad man. I wouldn't I be happy. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I think, no, I think then... it might be all right. I mean, I, I feel like... I feel like... Um, including Brent Spiner as another son was a little bit of fan service. So, so fan service wise, I think they've done all right this season. So mm. you would hope that they would go. We can't, we can't just have, we can't promise a big old yeah. Romulan fleet and not have some space battle action. So, you can't, they'll... yeah, you can't end part one on literally a shot of a big Romulan space fleet on its way and not have any. Pew, pew. Don't don't forget that Starfleet's coming. Oh, well, uh, Picard tried to call them, but he couldn't get through. Could Did, he? They were uh, engaged. Well, he, he, <laughs> sent, sent a, he sent a thing. It was a recording, wasn't it? He You're right. Well, yeah, he did send them a message. A message yeah. And it had been established that there was a... In the previous episode, he does he does get a, a, like a squadron mm. sent to Deep Space 12. Yeah. So maybe, maybe... We could still see Riker leading that that fleet. I I feel like I I do feel like if if there's going to be anything that teases season two, it will involve in some way um, the Riker Troys. I feel like that's what they might do. I I I, am, I envisage like a post credit sequence where um, their their daughter Princess Mononoke daughter meets Captain Crandall. I think I I still feel like Captain Crandall yeah. is 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 something. And it's yeah. gonna and, and we're gonna get to see him and we're gonna Oh my god, it's X yeah. that could be the final shot of the episode of, of yeah, she, she's at the spaceport and, and you know maybe try like Captain Crandall, Captain Crandall and he and he sort and of the bus goes he's... by. Yeah and, it, and, it, well, oh, and he's a bus. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome what I was thinking. <laughs> Okay, and it's a river. I was imagining we see a shot um, (laughs) from behind of him, and then he sort of turns around and does a slow reveal. (gasps) Yeah, and it's like it's um, someone's completely Kirk. (laughs) Yeah, it's Shatner. It's Kirk. It's it's free from it's free from the rocks. rocks. (laughs) Yeah, Harold Bishop. Kirk, basically, but you know, we'll see. We we might we'll we'll be back again uh, next week to record the the final kind of reaction podcast to the the season finale of Star Trek Picard, and then we'll know everything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it would be a weird position to be in, and and a little bit sad. We will cause... laugh at ourselves, our past selves. Yeah. Yeah, we thought uh, it was going to be disappointing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So amazing. And so many characters showed up and said, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't think anyone would do it. They all did. Oh, and the bit where Beverly Crusher showed up. 
Um, she was a Borg. <laughs> she was on fire. <laughs> that was epic. Um, Sorry. Yeah, let's wrap, let's wrap yeah. this up. I was just looking at how long we've been recording for. It's really long. Let's 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 uh, let's put this one to bed. Yeah, before it becomes a two-parter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, stay safe out there. Yeah. And hopefully, if the the world is is still around in a week's time, we'll be back recording. Yeah. One more episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be good to each other out there. I'm sure you will be, but you know. Uh, yeah. Just stay safe and yeah. Be yeah. back next. Be back in a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Take yeah. it easy, guys. See you next week. Bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however you get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Anyone who treats me like a dying man will run the risk of pissing me off. <laughs>